0: Just like the Pied Piper, this episode
1: rules. fucking rules Dude, Sorry for the explicit, but God dang, and this and is <laughs> a great episode of Sleepy Dude,
2: Hollow the Pied Piper in this episode was such a metal look
1: Oh my god, yeah It was great, I liked it, guys but
2: this is so appropriate
1: Thank you for tuning in to the after show here at After Buzz TV for Sleepy Hollow, your favorite show, our favorite show metal. We're here jamming out to some Megadeth, talking about the Pied Piper this is Season 2, Episode 4, entitled, Go Where I Send Thee!
2: <laughs> no, I refuse. Before the
1: head explodes. <laughs> Daniel okay, yeah, okay, I'm going to totally start jamming be, out to Megadeth. We, yeah, Megadeth is it too explodes. much. Yeah. Like, the,
0: like the,
2: Like the Pied Piper explodes in this episode. and we, Seriously. And... And uh, Ichabod's... Driving skills
1: explode Another appropriate song to begin with Could have been Shot Through the Heart Or replacing it with Stab to the Heart Because that's what happened to the Pied Piper
2: womp, womp. Spoiler
1: alert Alright guys thank you for tuning in Of course this is season 2 episode 4 Go where I send thee This is the After Buzz TV after show You will notice that I am not Matt Lieberman But I will still do random yelling As you have come to expect from him And adjusting your volume knob As you have come yeah, to expect we, from him
2: We uh, know your hand is already on the dial
1: I so. am, I am Stephen Lemieux,
2: and I'm Zach Wilson.
1: Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> That's how I was saying it. Yeah, <laughs> guys. All right, this is a great episode. I'm sorry that we don't have Jackie, who you can find at one two three underscore jack 123_jac- or Jackie underscore B, and Matt Lieberman at Matt Lieberman. Um, I'm sad they're not here because this was probably one of the better ones this season. It was a
2: fun episode.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the uh, the whole. Like uh, what was it called? Rock and Ronteus. It reminded me of that episode from last season. The which one was that? The the, the Dream Fairy. What? Oh, the uh, Sandman. The Sandman. Yeah, it reminded me of the Sandman because it's kind of like it's like an old tale. It's it's one of those things where it's like okay, we're bringing in the histories, but we're also kind of bringing in the fairy tale aspect of it. And it wasn't so focused on the main story that you're like because we kind of need these episodes to break it up a bit because the first. Uh, the first uh, three episodes were all about like my son's the horseman, my son's the horseman, my son's the horse. Like, let's just talk about some crazy demons right now.
2: Yeah, which because it start, it was starting to feel a little bit like stalled on that track. Yeah. Like you know they're waiting to do something bigger with it.
1: Yeah, like well, we know that they they can't really go forward without going too far because we still have eight episodes left the season. So we get this nice this nice juicy monster episode, which opens up very creepily with you hear this music and this girl's walking out of her room and she just keeps walking which is not good i don't feel like the girl like a 10 year old should be walking out of her house and just walking into the woods <laughs> doesn't seem like a like it's a red crazy. flag yeah it's a red flag it's it's <laughs> probably not normal maybe it's normal but in this case i don't think it's normal Mm-mm. um okay so we're gonna break down i want to just go ahead and run through orlando Jones's character first just get that get that out of the way yeah
2: i mean he's off on his own anyway
1: yeah so we got we got henry parish is visiting him in in the hospital and we get before that actually we get orlando holding a book and looking up in the bible i think it was the bible correct?
2: he had the bible and he also had um something specifically about the end of days yeah like he had a separate book about the end of days
1: and he's reading and he suddenly the pages start burning and we get this flashback of not even really a flashback, like a flash forward in a way of what yeah. he, what's going to happen at the end of days. And we see Orlando Jones, a.k.a. Frank Irving, with like a sword stabbing people and explosions and fire and brimstone and Satan on a horse. Well, I mean the, the horseman of fire with Henry, uh, Henry Parrish just sitting there like happily watching from afar. I thought it was awesome. And he had black eyes.
2: It's crazy it was creepy and i do you think like do you think it was a straight-up premonition oh yeah totally like that's gonna happen like we're gonna see that by oh, the like end a straight-up
1: premonition i don't think it's a straight-up premonition but i think it's a it's like just with ichabod seeing what could happen with katrina i think this is like a second one we're getting this season of like things that we're seeing the possible future so like it's interesting because we look at a. We look at our, um, Frank's character last episode, and all he's worrying about is, like, I don't care. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to go see my family. And now he's kind of second-guessing that. He's like, well, I saw a book kind of burn in my hands, and <laughs> I saw myself stab a guy. I mean, Brick stabbed a guy, but now Frank Irving stabbed a guy. Much more concerning. Much more concerning. And it was he ran the guy through. He like <laughs> crazy stuff. It looked pretty awesome.
2: And, like, obviously something he doesn't want to do. <laughs>
1: But then he confronts um Henry Parrish, and Henry's like, yeah, that's who I am. Yeah, I'm not going to deny it. What of it? Yeah, what of it? And he's like, I think you should uh look up a certain situation here, because uh, I guess your parole hearing will just not be scheduled. <laughs> and maybe the money that I have procured for your family will just not get to your family. And Frank's like, don't leave my, leave my family alone. He's like, oh, well, I guess your court date's just gonna never happen. Maybe you should look to Ezekiel 18.4 in your trusty little Bible that's helped you out so much thus far. Not really. Um, <laughs> And check out that passage and the passage says, and his name shall be writ, I think it was correct.
2: Behold, was it? all souls are mine. That's right. So... Especially the ones that have been signed over with a blood contract. Blood pen, yeah. <laughs> that one makes it a little easier.
1: Perhaps you signed your soul over to yeah, I'm doing, like, the Stewie Griffin thing. No, um, <laughs> yeah, so this is the point where Frank kind of realizes that he's in deep crap, deep doo-doo, and he is uh, basically the sort of the horseman's bitch at this point, Yeah, bit. I mean,
2: he basically has, not only is his parole hearing, like, he could just sit there if his family's going to be okay, but they're also getting assistance from certain funds, having him in the asylum
1: well just the fact that he brought his family into it means that they could kill his family at any time they wanted to so yeah
2: he realizes that he is not in control of the situation at all not at all um he has no power
1: no power no, he has the power to cut himself on a pen and then decide to sign it in his own blood but whoopsie well yeah. shouldn't have done that <laughs> he's probably thinking, oh i shouldn't have signed that paper so if you guys are ever in jail and a mysterious lawyer shows up claiming to have everything under control and it's either Saul Goodman or it's uh, freaking <laughs> well, the third if, horseman of the apocalypse. If you cut yourself,
2: if your finger bleeds while you're signing, maybe wait for a new pen at the minimum.
1: Unless, you, unless like, you're buying a car, in which case they, like you know that you're going to have to cut yourself and sign it in blood. Or like student loans. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's actually a requirement with student loans that you slit your wrist and just pour it out over the page before you sign.
2: Sounds about right. Those things
1: follow you to the grave. I remember that. Yeah, they do. Ah! Yeah, that was the sound I made when I got my student loans. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about what Katrina did this episode. She did the same thing she did every episode. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing, because we didn't even see her. (laughs) I just I want hashtag shade. I want
2: her to have something to do. Like she's off screen for this one, so this that's fine like she's she's in prisoner again disappointing there that she can be a strong character I will stand in my defense of Katrina I I just don't like it's like they're keeping her on ice and I'm not sure what for at this point it's like she's in
1: some like writing purgatory or something (laughs) right now jar i know right what is Uh, it ten dollars
2: no, we're already way above that i think we were like 13 but let's just keep track of this episode we'll figure it out all right let's just say it's
1: 13 okay that with that it's 13 okay so yeah she's uh i really hope they can pull her out i think it's really just because they want to focus on the other things before they let her loose because i still feel like they're waiting on certain story developments to happen for it to make sense whether she goes good or bad because I still think there's potential for her to be a bad character just not in the sense like we're thinking it's all good and evil but there's really good evil and then Coven
2: well that's the thing there's good like a good show has uh, good evil and grey like you a good want-
1: show has so many different Like, facets to good and evil. Well,
2: that's what I mean. Like, you want... But most people should be living in that gray area. Like, you're always going to have bad guys that you know are bad. Even if you understand their motivations, they're still bad. Like, Henry is a conflicted... Like, a conflicted character for us. Because we want him to be good. Because we... Who his parents are. We want him to come back over. We've seen him have that emotional moment with the bed. Um, So we can see there's, like, a little bit... A little bit in there... Where he's still... <laughs> just enough that
1: you can think. You have hope. Yeah,
2: it, just enough, but... Shout out to ultimately. John Noble. Yeah, he's such a guy.
1: Killing it. I like. Um, I was tweet... I live tweet... I, I DVR tweeted today.
2: Not live tweet.
1: I did hashtag DVR tweet, and... Even out of all my jokes, I just, like, had to, like, tweet out, like, real talk. John Noble is phenomenal in this role. Yeah. Every role he does. It's just absolutely amazing. And the fact that we can think of his character in that way just from his subtle, like, movements of his facial expression from seeing the tiny. Bit. Like, yeah. for the
2: most part, he's evil. He's the horseman of war. Um, what is it good for? <sighs>
1: I've already done that one. It doesn't count. All right. Absolutely nothing, though.
2: Um. Anyway... Yeah, I yeah. I and then Irving if he goes over in this way like now he's just like a soldier, but he's going to have to be stopped.
1: I mean, I'm interested to see if they want to make Irving the horseman of war and I'm interested to see where John Noble aka Henry Parrish what his character does when he loses all his powers.
2: Well, keep in mind, we're still missing two horsemen. Oh, totally. we still got two to go. But they always, could be they want five three, seasons four. out of the
1: show, so I don't think... Yeah. I think they got to hold off on some horsemen. I mean, we've seen Pestilence.
2: Oh, I guess we... Well, we saw the four of them riding, but, like, we haven't met them.
1: We slightly met Pestilence. Did we? Yeah, remember? Pestilence was the, the plague that came to the town. Or was that trying to summon Pestilence?
2: I didn't think we, like, saw the horseman yet.
1: Yeah, we haven't saw who the horseman is.
2: Completely. Yeah, especially that, like, cause he, with the introduction of the, like, the ghost armor that Henry's controlling, like, who knows what the, how the next two horsemen will well, it's be like, introduced. It's
1: interesting, cause you have Headless is this soldier from Ichabod's past, and we've met, it's like two different characters, cause when she's wearing the necklace, we can meet the character who is Headless, and then we have Headless.
2: They're both tied to Ichabod. What if the other two have to be tied to? I
1: Abby? mean, it would make sense. Oh. Hmm.
2: Instead, because she's a witness just as much. What if it's two and two? Like these two are from Ichabod's life, and the next two are from Abby's life. What if it's her mom? Mm.
1: What if her mom's. What the are the horse- other, What horsemen? are the four horsemen? There's war, pestilence. I don't know what the other one is, actually. I'm going to look this up. Four horsemen.
2: All right. It, it could be really interesting. It's because there's sort of... It would follow the trend of there are people that are connected to our heroes, mm-hmm. whether or not they are...
1: Well, and two of the horsemen would be from Ichabod's time period, so two from the present. So Conquest, War, Famine, and Death. Conquest is pestilent. Is, um, is Headless Conquest?
2: I think so. No, death is Oh no, yeah, he's the horseman of death. Yeah. Sorry.
1: God, we're idiots if we say that. Uh Headless is Death. Henry Henry Parrish is war. Then we have famine and we have conquest. Conquest is the one where they with the plague, they named that one Conquest. So we don't know who Conquest is and we don't know who Famine is. So to think I would say Famine would probably be Abby's mom then, if we're gonna go that route.
2: Interesting. It's a crazy theory um uh, but i i think there might be some merit to it maybe not the mom but definitely i think there uh, i'm gonna throw this prediction down i think she's gonna be the the next hor the two horsemen will be connected to
1: abby oh my god man frank irving is conquest it would be interesting. That'd be crazy. And I, he was wielding that sword, and he had black eyes. So we don't know if he's actually controlled, or he was actually making a deal to become conquest.
2: I think I don't think he's a horseman because we didn't see him on horseback. But that could also, that's also like you don't want to tip that.
1: And just shouting out, we still have Frankenstein on on the outs right now. We don't know where he's going to come into this too. Oh, I'm
2: so excited for him, Frankenstein, to come back. Freaking Frankenstein! Let,
1: well, let's talk about the Pied Piper. All right. So talking about the Pied Piper. We Okay, so we get the storyline where um, we hear the, the flu, we hear the little, little girl escaping, and then we find out that, oh, look, this little girl's missing. What's going on? I don't know. Um, so Abby and Ichabod doing actual police work for once, which doesn't make sense. Like, oh, this, <laughs> this is a normal missing child's case. Let's put Ichabod and Abby on it. Well, I
2: mean, I understand why they would put Abby on it. What 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 I do find interesting is that they have not they've yet to issue her an actual partner.
1: Yeah, that's uh, in the department
2: because Reyes is very by the books. Um, so you'd think that she would like detectives have partners. That's yeah. the way it works. so You would think that she would uh, issue her. Maybe they are. Maybe they're just short
1: staffed. They have had a lot of deaths recently. <laughs> deaths that apparently aren't mysterious enough to uh, warrant. Letting some things slide with Reyes. But, okay, so the daughter's missing. Abby's asking the parents about a bunch of stuff. We learn that the parent, um the mom has history with Abby. She's her caseworker. She was her caseworker back mm-hmm. when, uh, all that other stuff, past stuff was going on. And in all of this we have Abby, uh, have Ichabod sneaking around in the background, looking through windows <laughs> in the house. It's like, your girl was just taken. And nobody notices this really weird dude dressed in colonial clothing looking through your windows and snooping around.
2: Yeah, uh, big bearded men. Like, he's yeah. a tall bearded man. Uh, he's that's got a, a ponytail. He's safe. He's safe.
1: He's got a ponytail. It's, no, that it's is harmless. <laughs> it's harmless. If you have a ponytail, you cannot be a child abductor.
2: We're going to just move past this, I think. <laughs> um, it, is re- it is a little bit weird that nobody notices him, because he's not around the back. He is still in front, and I have, he's like, what the
1: hell? And this is where doing? we get him seeing the little shrine to Daniel. Uh, the Lancaster. Lancaster. The yeah. Lancaster lineage, which he recognizes the name, and he's like, oh, he was a traitorous traitor of the traitorous traitor brigade. He doesn't like him.
2: He basically just, like served himself yeah he um, says george
1: washington doesn't like the guy
2: <laughs> which is like if george washington doesn't like the guy he must be a dick yeah george... uh, yeah he said that he he liked he worked he was with the british basically mm-hmm. until the the tide turned in the war and so he supported the 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 patriots only only at the, only end. Only at the end but so history remembers him as being this rich supporter of the patriots
1: but he was not always that way.
2: Yes. Whoopsie! I thought it was really funny. A um, uh, fan of the show, Langley M. Neely, uh, he made a, a comment that, like, Aikobar Crane is basically the Forrest Gump of the American Revolution, by which I think he meant, like, he just, it, he meets everybody and is involved in every single event going on at the time no matter where it is how insane it is that he happened to be there know the guy ichabod is there
1: but you need that
2: you do and you they also somewhat explained it when they established that the the founding fathers knew that he was going to be a witness they so like they were purposefully like introducing in, him making sure he knew a lot and was able to be in that the right places to have all that information
1: so moving forward they're investigating this so they go into the woods to look around they see some blood oh it's some blood and they follow the blood to a bone on the ground which <laughs> oh my i got God. a bone
2: to pick with this scene i, I have uh, a bone to
1: pick with this scene too <laughs> in the jar yeah um, 1350
2: uh why would he just pick it up and start playing it yeah I was
1: like oh random bone on the ground better pick it up and put my mouth on it a
2: human bone is on the
1: ground doesn't know it's human yet even though now we know it's a 10 year old girl's bone
2: like he doesn't know it's from a 10 year old girl but it looks pretty human that's not like a
1: cow bone I, I, I tweeted out at this point. I said, oh, this episode should be called Bone in the Woods. And then I was like, wait, no, that might be a little misleading. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so they find this, and it's a, it's a bone with holes in it. And he starts playing, and Abby starts tripping out. Like she's at a, like a Skrillex concert, doped up on, on Molly or something. Just like...
2: Nothing going on around here. No. She's focused on her gold
1: horse blinders on. She sees ground where there's water. And she's walking forward and about to drown herself in... Ichabod saves her and realizes that the flute is interesting and brings up the story of the Pied Piper, which apparently doesn't have anything to do with pies. And I was very, very disappointed. No, literally, like I was like, "What the f- the hell?"
2: All right. Anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you, Sean. <laughs> this is this is if you're listening, Matt is here in spirit, giving me a disapproving look. <laughs>
2: i'm channeling matt zach's channeling matt um with my disapproving looks at Steven. so they
1: keep looking around and they find who could it be holly
2: <laughs> yeah he's just
1: chilling gotten got beat up by the piper piper messed him up good sliced his leg open and he's like oh what are you doing out here i'm looking for a bone with holes in it you haven't seen it have you no no <laughs> just, like, sticks his arm
2: behind his back.
1: No, we haven't seen anything that looks like that, Holly. What are you doing out here? Oh, well, I was doing some work in the woods late at night following this little girl. But it was work. It's not creepy at all.
2: <laughs> um, I mean, he's, they're basically setting up as this, like, sort of, like, Nathan Drake, Indiana Jones totally, guy. Absolutely. Which I love. It's absolutely something I think this show... Can use, oh, yeah, yeah, um, and it's a lot of fun because there are like we've now we now know we live in a world where there are all these crazy artifacts like the the fifty pieces of, thirty pieces of silver that Judas
1: uh, yeah. got paid still exist in the world. That's we, fun. We need the realist who doesn't dive in all the way. Like we need we need the people like Abby's in all the way. Abby's all in. Frank was all in. Ichabod's definitely all in. He's three hundred years old. Yeah, but like <laughs> we needed the guy who like. Understands what's going on, but doesn't really care that much because he's like, "Look, I'm just gonna stand over here in the real world side. I know it's happening, but you know, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you're gonna go after? I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill back here. You know, I didn't really uh, get paid enough to go after a giant white-faced goblin thing with a white ponytail. Looks like he's straight out of um, defiance. You don't need that. He's <laughs> like colonial defiance."
2: He's a scary-looking dude, man. Um, he, Um uh, Holly, like, he's going after a bounty. At this point, like, do, do you trust him at this point in the, in the episode? Do you I still mean, trust him? I think
1: money's involved. I think he's a privateer. I think they're shoving it down our throats that he's a privateer, and I think they're trying to make you like him. So when he eventually betrays all of them, we're going to be like, oh, no, don't do that. But, like... <laughs> they're shoveling it down our throats that he's going to betray them in the end and we're gonna be like oh don't do that because we like you but at the same time you know it's gonna happen like
2: you know something bad is happening like you know he's he'll not, do
1: anything for money and that's he's not
2: just collecting this stuff for himself
1: yeah it showed that he's collecting these things for henry parish nuts so I think the coin, has, everyone who's paying him to do things, he's working directly for Henry Parrish. Yeah. So maybe he should work for Ichabod if it's a family company. But <laughs> seriously, like it's, it's, it's crazy because if Henry's after the flute, what other artifacts has Holly already gotten for Henry?
2: And what do they build to? Because he crushes up the bone, doesn't care that it got and broken. It.
1: What is with... Ichabod's family and relatives putting 10 year old girl bones in their mouth.
2: No. <laughs> Hashtag
1: phrasing. But se- But seriously, like, Ichabod picks it up. Oh, a bone on the ground. Better put it to my mouth and play it. And well, it Henry's was. like, I'm going to grind it up. Oh, better put it to my mouth and taste it because mm, that's good bone. Well,
2: it's a Ichabod. To the fairness to Ichabod, it was clearly a musical instrument. Clearly. It was clearly designed for that. It's got the finger and holes on it. Um but i i have to like i'm picturing because it's it looks like a little cauldron like i'm instantly thinking like he's
1: yeah it's not uh, a cauldron it's a mortar but like it's got got that
2: like ancient cauldron and we we have witches in this show i'm thinking he has to brew some kind of potion to get moloch
1: up so the flute of a pied piper is actually a legendary artifact in like most rpg kind of settings just as background interesting like it is it is a if you're creating an item oh you need to get the pied pipers flute and you need to get this you need to get like the goblin's arm and things like that it's of that ilk Mm -hmm. um so i don't i don't see that not being yeah well i
2: love this version of the pied piper story like the idea that it was he was a mercenary who was hired to do a job with there were some British soldiers in the house, and he then they got a little t- a little too touchy feely. Milkshakes brought all the, the boys to the order and then he killed them. Uh, I mean, like, and I like you're watching the scene. Like, yeah, they're like grabbing at these women. Like, they've they've clearly like do, done the British soldier thing and just like been like, we're gonna be staying here. Yeah, FYI. Uh, so
1: it was a garrison of soldiers. He played, got them outside, and then killed them all.
2: Yep. Yeah. And what's
1: interesting, we learned that also, like the Pied Piper, likes to kill through exposure and dehydration and starvation, or he just keeps them in a trance for days at a time until they just fall over dead. Yeah, that's terrifying. But he also
2: got like ninja killing skills from the devil, or from Moloch, whoever. But like they said, he like traded a bit of himself for the like speed. This speed—that's the way they describe it.
1: I don't know why I, I feel like I shouldn't live-tweet because all of my jokes get tweeted out instead of, like, set on here. Because, like, literally the entire time I'm like, oh, he's Donatello. Like, he's he's freaking <laughs> learning from Donatello. And then they're talking about, have you ever prayed that you didn't do something in your past life, like, in the past? And I'm like, yeah, I prayed that I didn't watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> like, stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I enjoy the character design. I thought it was really cool. I didn't quite... I didn't quite like how demon-esque he looked. Well, I guess it's the... Because then
2: Lancaster betrays him. No, because um, Lancaster... Dumps him be- in the river.
1: Lancaster betrays him, dumps him in the river, and he comes back to haunt by taking the 10-year-old girl of the family every time they have one, and killing her and creating a new flute. So it's With that- a different power, I think, yeah. is what they said.
2: The way... a Much more effective... Like, di- different music can do different things. So, like, he has a weaponized flute, and he also has, like the like alluring like the elixir of uh, tantalizing
1: what's interesting is also like that they could record it and put it on like an iphone and i'm like you upload that somewhere and like yeah the whole (laughs) world just like tranced out and stuff yeah that's
2: on icloud now man yeah you can't get you can't put it on your cell phone just like with the mp3 that has to go into the icloud there's an apple employee who's now wandering towards that
1: one (laughs) Oh my god, like, watch this episode of Sleepy. Everyone downloads the song and we have like a half, like half of the population (laughs) of the people who watched it just end up dead.
2: Or just in Sleepy (laughs) Hall. Which is a really (laughs) tiny town. It is not a population of 144,000, FYI. It's not. No, the actual population is like 14. (laughs) Like maybe 20.
1: So the, the story again is. God, again, I just think of like what all I was thinking during the show was like it was so it was such like a family guy reference where it was like, oh, this is like the time where the Pied Piper left the garrison uh, troops out. And then because they talk <laughs> about exactly what happens. Then later in the episode, they talk about exactly what happened and show the flashback again. So I'm like, oh, this is like the time the garrison of troops got let outside and all brutally killed. Look at that. They're all dead. Fantastic. The, it Pied is- Piper betrayed, and now he's taking the Lan-ta- Lancaster girls. So they finally find her in this in this cave, which, you know, because you're wandering out in the woods and you see a little hole in the ground, you're like, oh, I'm going to go in there. But not
2: before. Don't forget that they established that he kills a 10-year-old girl from every Lancaster generation. No, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Do we go over that? Yeah. It's late.
1: Yeah. No worries. It's 1145 on the West Coast here, guys.
2: Anyway, but yeah, they, it's which is a really, like, he really hates the Lancasters.
1: I mean, can you blame him?
2: No. He probably watches Game of Thrones and got confused. Lancaster and Lannister. It's, yeah, it's, you know, it's hard it's like to follow.
1: A, a Pied Piper always pays his debts. <laughs> so um, they find him. They fight him. He's, like, super fast, and this is where... Holly actually comes in contact with a creature really for the first time and shoots at him, can't shoot him, gets his leg cut up again <laughs> Poor Holly. And then, uh, they give him the, they get the girl back, give Holly the flute, but not before it was broken in transit. Yeah.
2: Well, cause they, they like, they don't trust him, especially after they like, don't want to give it to him, which like in fairness to him, like they made a deal and he, Fulfilled his end of the deal. He helped him get the little girl out, and he risked his life trying to help. Um, they don't want to give it to him because it's a dangerous artifact. Yeah, like the fact is. that
1: Ichabod, who just p- p- puts a few notes in, and suddenly everyone's like... Woo.
2: Yeah, it's da- it's dangerous. So it's, they It's they, our Woodstock flute. They figure breaking it... Is better. Is, is better. But
1: apparently it's good enough stuff for Henry.
2: Because it's not the ability of it it's whatever power is infused in the bone that matters
1: it's the magic <laughs> i'm really hoping somebody like makes a gif of that and puts in magic anyway, <laughs> appreciate it. here i'll do it again for you magic but yeah so they take the girl back home they leave her there, and they're like, oh, she's safe. Just chain her up to the attic so she doesn't escape again. Um, they don't say that, but that's what I would do. So, <laughs> then they leave, and then they're like, oh, look, now the whole Lancaster family is sick under this plague-like curse. Uh-oh, this ain't good. So then they go back, and the little girl is gone with the mom. And they follow her out to the woods, and the mom's got a gun. And, and like,
2: the kids are sick, like... This is clearly a problem. Yeah, I The mean, adopted kids.
1: You know what? I think, great or good, let's just kill our ten-year-old.
2: I mean... It, he had a good life. It's a... It's a... It's a really hard... It's, it's literally Sophie's choice. Pretty much. Um, it's, do you sacrifice one child to save the other? Um, or, in this case, to save two others? Like, what's... It's such a horrible decision to have to face... And so, like, you can almost, you obviously don't want her to sacrifice her kid, but, like, you can almost sympathize with, like, the horrible situation that she's put in. Because while Ichabod and Abby have ways to fight this thing, she doesn't have any way to fight.
1: Yeah, and if you're looking to, like, I mean, if you're put in a decision where you have to make a choice like that... You know, the only real choice that you should do is to go to iTunes and rate us five stars <laughs> and give us a comment, because if you do that, it helps us, keeps us searchable. I'm not as good at this as Matt is, but you know what? I can blather on about it for about ten minutes if you need me to, but I'm not going to. But you should just go to iTunes, rate us five stars, leave us a comment, because you get a cool little shout-out!
2: Also, rating five stars keeps the Pied Piper away.
1: It does. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> and if you shave, it keeps Zach away.
2: Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's why I have my beard because I, I don't want to keep you away. <laughs> I don't like so scratchy. Why don't you, why don't you yes. close to me.
2: I, I've got enough scratchy on myself. Yeah. Read the read the reviews. That's-
1: all right, so we have five-star review from a sleepyhead. That's the name of the review. Um, by Dynamite Jones. Sleepy Hollow Podcast. It's just as fun watching the show. Matt is a great host, and I really like that he acknowledges the fans. I enjoy the sound of Jackie's voice and listening to opinions, and Steven is hilarious. Zach is awesome, too, a perfect addition to this podcast. I have listened to these four hosts from various podcasts, and I will be rating and reviewing those as well. Thank you so much for the entertainment. All right.
0: Afterbuzz, Afterbug.
1: Afterbug. Thank you for that, Sean. Was that Sean or was that Marissa? I don't even know. All right. Great Chemistry by Tyrical. Love who the hosts interact and reference the show minute by minute, in addition to how much loyalty each host has to their ship. I'm looking forward to discussions for season two. Oh, this was like two days ago, and they're still not on season two. Well, shout out to you when you get to this podcast, Tyrical. Um. also our ship man Franjiniki Murlving and I'm kind of after the previews for next week I'm like I'm shipping Ghost uh, Wanderer with Corbin I think I think maybe that little Wanderer Ghost Corbin are going to get it get it Ghost on Okay, Root of Evil, C-M-P-T-R-D-E-B, love to listen to you guys after each episode. I don't know if it's true, but I have been hearing rumors that Katrina will be listening in to Henry and Headless's conversations. Wow! <laughs> Do you think she will use a spell or maybe just stand at the door? Oh, sorry, I kind of started ranting.
2: Maybe they should get her some noise-canceling headphones.
1: Oh my god, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> I will start that. Uh, Jackie tweeted this out, I don't know if you saw this by Lady Sheep, um, this was her favorite comment of the week, shout out to Jackie, I sold my soul to Moloch and all I got was this online law degree, (laughs) that's the name of the comment, wonderful show, spectacular rapport, all the hosts are great and the commentary is always on point, this is definitely one of the most entertainment shows on TV that's part Buffy, part X-Files and part National Treasure Kid, listening to this show is a highlight of my week. That's pretty awesome. All right, I'm going to speed these up. Love It by Fiction Boy. This is my favorite lineup, especially with Matt at Helm. Jackie is not a dime. She's a quarter. Jackie is the best, and she is very lovely and smart. Not that I go around comparing women to silver coins. Matt, it's in the cards. It's a the and Sleepy Hollow by Heather B210. Love the podcast! You guys keep me laughing, especially Matt. Keep up the good work. Where's the love for Steven and Zach? We're reading all <laughs> the Matt love tonight, and we're not even having <laughs> him here. Alright, great show. I love it by Del Mario W. I just finished watching season one. Listen to the show after each episode. The very best way to enjoy my favorite shows. Watch them, then tune into After Buzz TV. Keep up the great work. Time to begin season two. Alright, love this podcast. Only four stars, Flying Car? What the hell? All right, uh, there once was a show that was great. That's why I'm here to rate. I give it four out of five. Coming up with the puns as they strive. As for my rhymes, please don't hate. Favorite After Buzz podcast, uh, October, what's today? The 14th? God, we got a lot of them. Jackie, 1026, you guys have great chemistry and obviously enthusiasm for Sleepy Hollow Corp Trina and Ichabee. Can't wait for this year's Purgatory Tr- Purgatory Prom. I think my date might have to be the new guy, Nick Holly. assuming Ichabod is busy. And that was the last one. Cool. Let's yeah. get
2: back into it. <laughs> are you
1: are you sick of me at? You sick of me at Zach?
2: I love all these reviews. Are, I'm are just sick, s- I'm excited to talk about the show.
1: Uh, okay, so jelly beans in the ears, guys. Come on. <laughs> all right. Nobody warned Ichabod that. Earbuds don't stay in when you're doing strenuous activity.
2: <laughs> that's why you, you got it. Earbuds are not the, the way to go. You want to have like a wraparound headset that cancels out because those have a better chance of not falling off.
1: Yeah, like, come on. Like, 21st century, we can't create earbuds that stay in your ears when you're fighting the Pied Piper.
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess that's not usually what they're needed for.
1: Okay, so, I, so they get these noise-canceling headphones that are blue light-up jelly beans because you need LED lights if you're going to have something noise-canceling, TV rule number one. Mm -hmm. And uh, they go to fight Holly's out. Holly's like, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I don't need to be part of this. You know, I got my flute and my flippy floppies. I'm going to be flipping burgers. You're going to be at the Pied Piper's house straight getting sloppy. And so... (laughs) I tried. I tried. So they go after the Pied Piper. Um, They go. Basically, they find the mom. They convince her to put the gun down. They convince her that, hey, we're going to say, there's another way. There's another way. (laughs) You don't know what it's like to have your 10-year-old daughter stolen from you every year. And my sister was taken. Sad face.
2: I mean, she witnessed it. She witnessed this happen. Like, it's this old family curse. And she tried to avoid it. She thought, like, if I adopt, if I adopt only boys... It's gonna be fine nobody has to die uh nope that worked <laughs> uh nature nature finds a
1: way <laughs> nature finds a way it's like your, your 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 son decides that he's transgendered at nine has a sex change <laughs> and then gets taken at ten. <laughs> oh. Oh. nature finds a way sleepy hollow
2: oh god but yeah, so they they go and they they take out the Pied Piper
1: basically, and it's it's funny. Okay, because I was laughing so hard at my own joke, and I'm sorry. The last thing they say to the Pied Piper is, no more kids! And they shove the spear (laughs) through him. And I'm just like, is this how, like, most conversations go between, like, husband and wives before vasectomies? Like, no more kids!
2: Snip. (laughs) No. Uh,
1: Just shouting. I, I feel like that just makes, like, any... Out of all of the cheesy, badass lines before killing a villain, to shout, No more kids! It's like King of the Hill. That's my purse! <laughs> it's just hilarious, but I love it!
2: I mean, it's a, it was a good ending. I I liked this villain. I liked the design of him. I liked that it was rooted in a fairy tale that we were all familiar with. Um, I think it actually, the, the idea of the Pied Piper like taking all these family members, like collecting them in a way, um, is a great match to Behold All Souls Are Mine, which is Henry's big thing.
1: Yeah, it's... I mean, there's so many variations of the legend of the Pied Piper. There's the one who controls rats. There's the one who lures kids in. There's the one who lures women in. There's the one who lures, like, everything out, like, animals. The one who can control animals with this flute. Mm-hmm. So, Everybody likes flute music. Yeah. You know? It's like... Ian Anderson is the Pied Piper of Jethro Tall who lures me in with his amazing songs like Aqualung. <laughs> I should have started with Aqualung today, guys. But no, um so, we, it's interesting because we get this whole thing where he's like swinging around, we hear this when he's spinning it
2: he's got like a bow staff with that with plays holes music.
1: In it. well you we see like it shows a close-up of it once you stab it through him and we see that there's actually holes in it and it's mm-hmm. like a flute bow staff which is cool because i like that they always put the effort in on the character design i've loved it since season one and i like it this episode i didn't like what his head looked like i wasn't a fan it was, i thought it was cool it looked like they took bleach and threw it on the green goblin <laughs> but because i just didn't understand why like I didn't understand why a human turned into this shape. I guess in my mind it was
2: the the demon is put into him back in Revolutionary War. They kill the human part, um, but it's still because the demon can have a physical body. Mm-hmm. But the human part of him has been been murdered, been taken and away, mangled. Into so what it is. yeah, it's yeah, it's it's stayed in the water, like it, the which like turns the body white. Uh I don't know that's that's my r- logic to how that makes sense,
1: okay. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the look, but at the same time, I liked the story. I liked mm-hmm. that they played it well. I thought it was good, yeah, so no complaints there, really, honestly, and if we're gonna talk about disappointing prosthetics, I mean we host <laughs> another show. <here. laughs>
2: Oh well, yeah. yeah. Let's true. not get
1: into that. Uh, um, so, I mean, that's pretty much the episode. Did, was there anything else you want to touch on? Well,
2: there was the there was the coffee moment, and I feel like oh, yeah, Jackie's to man- missing. Oh, in
1: the car moment, we didn't mention that either. Oh, the car. <laughs> Let's do the car first. Okay, so Abby's about to teach Ichabod how to drive, and she's like, "Look, my sisters had her license suspended twice, and you're going to learn from her and not me." And Ichabod's like, "I don't see how you can control three hundred horses with this <laughs> one petal of a right foot." which also
2: this scene is has added hilarity because if you use the app ways the navigation app mm-hmm. ways you can now make your navigation ichabod Crane. What? i
1: use ways yeah I would you totally can download
2: do uh let me see if i can make it, do it you could i did this and it's just like he's like you turn your carriage
1: to the left what (laughs) oh my god i'm doing that guys if you have ways you need to do this because that is amazing it's really funny um so we then we see this like nicholas cage ichabod gone in 60 headless freaking scene where he's like driving the car and he's rocking it out because you know that jenny's been teaching him good stuff and he's like i think i have it down because the rider must become the mount and i'm like all right cool you can drive now (laughs) Voila. (laughs) he's (laughs) got some like Hollywood stunt skills. God, you'd imagine it's like a stunt driver did that scene. <laughs> He's the only 300-year-old. I would be okay driving behind. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the coffee scene, where the coffee costs the price of three Tennessee stallions. And I thought that was a great Starbucks name for a drink. I'd would have a, I'd have a pumpkin spice Tennessee stallion.
2: That sounds like an alcoholic drink. It does. It definitely else. does. Yeah. But so, okay. So I'm going to fill in for Jackie here, even though Jack, but I also have to be myself. Like my, I'm pro Katrina. Jackie's pro, pro So did you see that moment where she's looking into his eyes as she wipes the foam away? It was really, it was, you could touch it. You could see it in her face that she's like drawn to him, that she wants to be with him. She's, just, and he like, like, is, oh, it was it, there and it's really, it's so cute, but at the same time he's married and like that's such a cute friend moment as they get together even, and even I have to admit that this is me Zach talking even I have to admit that yes it was a little bit like that and there's so there's gonna be a little bit of tension but I think ultimately they wind up as friends. No, did you see the way that she looked Can at him? Re- that, do was more that was real. That was real. real emotion there. There's real. It, it could be it could be is right there in the foam. It's they they like carved it in the coffee in the foam. Just just look at it, Zach. It's right there. No, Katrina. He's married. He is a married man.
1: It's written in the foam. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot under the foam, guys. Let's go into predictions. And now your, your AfterBuzz, AfterBuzz TV. I'm gonna follow Olivia Munn on Twitter. Hey, yo
2: <laughs> Anyway, um, next week it looks like we got the a we- uh,
1: weeping widow. Weeping, I love it. I'm so. Um, it said for three weeks. Wait, what? It said for three weeks. Sleepy Hollow is haunted.
2: Oh, oh! I thought you said in th- like
1: no, 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 no. Uh, but I just hope that this isn't a three-week storyline. Please no. Please God no i mean no
2: it's it's halloween is coming up we're yeah. real close to halloween i think that's what it's like sort of teasing to um this is gonna be like a big halloween sort of arc
1: i hope so but i don't want the weeping lady for all three episodes
2: i mean it depending on where they take it like she could start as the weeping widow lady and then evolve into something else like your weeping widow is evolving um <laughs> they said it was a tragic suicide like it's specifically about Halloween like they mentioned Halloween oh, yeah. um so i'm thinking that this is like they're going to play it it's the classic like buffy thing where halloween is the time where all the demons can come out into the world i don't think they're going
1: to play it that way but i think they'll they'll do something clever i hope it's clever i hope it's more clever than usual and the writers are really good about that on this show and that's what i can praise them for is that you're never not entertained by the episode. Even if you don't think it's a great episode, you're never not entertained by it, so you can't really say that. Does that make sense? Like, I can't really think of an episode where I'm just like, well, that was a crappy episode. I can't. No. So, I mean, bravo. Like that, it's rare these days on TV to be like, oh, thinking about it. Nope, no crappy episodes. The show so is far.
2: consistent. A- yeah. Absolutely consistent.
1: And they do their, they do their, history research and then they sway it a little bit they sway it just enough to make it entertaining and intertwined and i like that i think it's great predictions wise i think um i think this weeping person is going to be uh related to ichabod's story in some way
2: like directly
1: like like he had met her in back way back when or something like that maybe
2: maybe she looked more like 1800s. Really? Would that would or I mean it was just a a black like ghost in a veil. So I guess it could have been any time. It looked like eight that classic 1800s ghost.
1: I predict that next week on the show I have to drink 2 liters of something.
2: Did we reach that point in the
1: uh, in the reviews? Yeah, we reached it this week. We got 105 written reviews on our nice. podcast and 157 ratings thanks to you guys. And I said 2 weeks ago or last week that if I we hit 100 reviews, I would drink 2 liters of something on the show. Uh, Jackie said Fanta. I think is the choice. All right. So next week I got to drink two liters of Fanta and hopefully not pee myself during the podcast. Yeah, you're
2: not allowed to get up yet. I'm not. I
1: have to stay in the thing. So I mean, if we hit 150 rating reviews, I might have to do a three liter. I
2: don't think they make those.
1: They do, and it's scary, and I don't <laughs> want to do it. But if you hit 150 reviews, I'm going to have to do it. But that's our show. I'm, yeah, I'm down. Me and Zach Thanks, holding guys. it down. Yeah, it air high five. Bam. Bam! Yeah. And Jackie was here, too. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> Howdy, how? Uh, thank, you for, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. This has been the Sleepy Hollow After Show here at After Buzz TV for Season 2, Episode 4. Um, I always forget the name of this one. It was called Where I Send Thee. Go where I send thee. Yes, thank you for tuning in. I'm your host for the evening, because Matt will be back next week. Stephen Lemieux, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-R-L-E-S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-R-L-E-S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-E-U-R-L-E-S-T-P-H- I-E-U-X. I talk too much. Follow Zach at T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. Yes. Say it yourself. That's
2: Zach Wilson. I just. Uh, with Zach with a C-H. And you guys can catch me also on, uh, I just filled it on Ages of Shield. I'm doing Resurrection, uh, Z-Nation, uh, so many other shows. Uh, please check them out.
1: I'm, I envy how fast you can say that. T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. You can kill it. Yeah, man.
2: Practice. I say it on every
1: show. <laughs> All
2: right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We
1: will
0: see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good night, sleepyheads.